You are listening to the Blockade Pinball Podcast. I am your host, Chris Freebus, a.k.a. Shut Your Trap. Joining me, as always, halfway across the world, Jared Morgan. You are listening to the Blockade Pinball Podcast. I am your host, Chris Freebus, a.k.a. I'm going to get flagged back again. Halfway across the world. Yeah, I'm getting that whole the- intro spiel playing back again. Walking. I don't know why. <laughs> Hello, everybody. We're trying new things today. <laughs> a few new things. All right. Let me yeah. this. So we're... <laughs> Chris, That's how about a- you explain? Okay. We're, we're trying some... <laughs> we're trying to do this live now, folks. Yeah. Uh, with the music, we figured out a way. Uh, thank you, Jeff Strong. You really helped me out on this. Um, but uh, there's obviously going to be some hiccups. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so a lot of hiccups. <laughs> just initially, I think yeah, you could probably go into a little bit how it's all set up and how many things you need to monitor at the moment, and like a, a quick uh, TikTok with Chris TikTok. Um, <laughs> so for a very long time, folks, we have been wanting to uh, basically produce the show live because poor Jared, after we get done doing the podcast. He then has to uh, upload it to our hosting site for the podcast itself, but none of the music is in there. So he's also got to record uh, record it with the music in the front, put the music in the back, and then he takes all of his timing notes, and it winds up taking a very long, laborious amount of time for him. It essentially uh, takes the same amount of time as it takes to record the episode. Yeah. Um, I need to then do post on it. So it's so sort if of, you're ever uh, wondering why the podcasts sometimes uh, come out so much later after the YouTube stream, that would be why. <laughs> yeah, because the problem is, like, normally this wasn't a problem. Like, before I started the job I'm in at the moment, it didn't really matter. I had time up my sleeve to do this during the weeknights because it was a very clear sort of stop. But where I work now, they're quite um, particular about logging time and you know that in itself is actually good because you want to make sure you're doing you know the right amount of work and doing your hours at, at work but the problem is that you, you quickly realize that wow i've got a lot of time to make up if i've got to do school run and all this sort of stuff when you're actually tracking it down to the you know to the hour so my evenings now are usually like on my work from home days which is monday and thursday are usually working up until i go to bed to make up my hours. So on those days that I normally do that work um, on the podcast, I don't have those days anymore. And I found that doing it on the way to work in the train, it was okay. I could do it, but it's much easier having two screens up where I've got the, my cakewalk digital audio workstation, one screen and medium up with the show notes to doing a transcribing those live as I'm listening to the show. So all these things culminated into me getting the show out pretty much. Oh my God, I have to do it on Friday night quickly. And, and, and like, <laughs> yeah, and you go, show. Uh. And, you know, I really enjoy it. Why do we have to do a podcast again? <laughs> the thing is that I actually, the, the act of doing the editing and doing the post production, I actually don't mind doing that. It's just try, it's always being reminded that I have to do it. That's the thing that makes me resentful. And that, you know, oh, no, I still have to do that. Oh, no, I still have to do that. And that just keeps on eating away at you all week. And it just really chips down your enthusiasm. So what we're doing here is we're experimenting, as Chris said, with a way of of doing pretty much the bump in and bump out. And as we get better at it, other stuff during the, the middle <laughs> breaks of the show. 
so that I can literally just after the show ends and the YouTube live session goes public, I can grab the audio and um, just download it and literally take the whole file and upload it straight to Shout Engine, do the medium post, which would take me about 15 minutes, and I'll be done in less than 30 minutes. So it halves production time. Translation, you, the people that don't watch YouTube but just purely listen uh, to the podcast auditorily, you'll get it much faster. Yeah, you'll get it quick. Yeah, <laughs> You'll get it so, quick. That's, 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 how, that's how we make the sausage here. Yeah, how the, how the sausage gets made. Uh, the, the thing that is just like was infinitely frustrating to me, and the whole point of us hooking up our microphones and being able to talk to you guys, that's no problem. Hmm. Getting sounds off your computer is insanely complicated. I, and yeah. it's like, why? It's all right there. It's all functioning in the computer. Why can't you just do one simple push of a button and, hey, whatever noise comes from your computer gets sent, you know, to whatever you're recording to. And I know all the people that, you know, broadcast on Twitch and use OBS and, and stuff like that. They've, they've all had the exact same kind of questions, but they've, it's kind of built into those programs as opposed to YouTube doesn't have that built in nice and easily for you to do. Mm. Uh, so we've tried at various times. We failed all those times. And <laughs> I finally found something to use. Uh, we're using this thing called voice meter, uh, which is a donationware uh, software. So we'll probably be having to make a donation if it works out for us. Uh, yes. And th it it's allowing us to actually maybe be able to play music. So we're going to have to be playing with levels. I don't know what level is uh, too low before you can't hear the music, even though it's playing in my ears. It may not play on the YouTube stream. So there's still going to be some experimenting about. But uh, mm. again, the whole point is hopefully we'll make a better show for you guys. That's right. And easier on us. So there you go. Yeah. So win-win <laughs> chicken dins. Win-win yeah. chicken dins. So uh, last week we, well, we, me, uh, <laughs> spoke to Mel and he had all sorts of stuff to say, obviously, not just about the volume four releases, which we're going to talk about first, mm. but even going uh, into that wonderful giant cabinet um, mm. that uh, that. I can't wait to get my hands on. So mm. let's first talk about, because I've been playing a ton of this stuff just in the past couple of days, uh, broadcasting my gameplay. Mm. And I'll just tell you guys right now, those of you that are watching on uh, YouTube right now, as soon as the podcast is over, I'll be popping into Steam. If you look my profile up, shut your trap, I'll be playing some of the Volume 4 tables so you can actually get an idea of what they look like pre-purchase. Mm. Uh, but yeah, I've been obviously playing the three tables, which are Whitewater, Roadshow, and Hurricane. And each are interesting for showing off, obviously, what, what Zen is capable of. Mm. Uh, I don't, I, I'm assuming, Jared, with your busy schedule, you've not been able to really take a little gander at them. Only in the alpha that was released to us uh, a yeah. while back. And that's that's the version that had the, the ticking symbol noise in white water so oh. have they have they because i know that dead flip did a um a stream mm -hmm. so i wonder have they actually done like a almost like a release candidate final for him without the the weird audio that's thing? What i'm playing all right okay I'm the same version that uh that dead flip was playing so uh picking so i didn't i don't know it uh, oh that must be the one that's have they just updated the original like um beta have they Yes. Yeah. Oh, and the beta cool. is it's, it's slightly different. Yeah. Um, there's a little bit more polish on it, but not much. I'll check it out. Yeah. I'll yeah. need to check it out. I want to check it out. 
so first of all, yeah, let's go ahead and talk about whitewater. Uh, mm. And the, like the first thing that jumps out at me is those ramps. They're so clear. Oh, they're so <laughs> they're really beautifully rendered and yeah. nice and clear. And the whole table in general, it just looks proper. Crisp. Again, yeah, crisp. For those of you that sit there and go, I already own these tables in Pinball Arcade, watch one of these streams and oh. compare what the tables look like compared to those. It is night and day. Night and day. Um, for for instance, just look at the Bigfoot. The mm. Bigfoot that Zen has rendered is this nice, dark, rich chocolate color. Chocolatey brown. Yeah. You look at Bigfoot in TPA's version, and he looks like he had a go with some bleach. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's washed out. It's not a proper brown. It just kind of looks it there's nothing about it that's photoreal. Let's put it to you that way. Yeah, that's right. Or it may be photoreal, but it's done with really bad exposure. Exactly. Yeah. Um, the ramps don't look to scale or whatever there's there's kind of a weird perspective you know aspect going on with it yeah um, and then that's not that's you know on top of just playing the physics that that go along with playing it so i mean right off the bat it just looks phenomenal the lighting is fantastic on it yeah uh, nice warm amber glow to it uh, all the inserts none of them are blown out or anything like that so it's it's got that right. going um Play-wise, it's brutal. Yeah. It is, is this on, on actual simulation mode? Yes. Like on, yeah. on pro yeah, physics mode? mode. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I've only played it in Zen because I, I just find well, it's, just, <laughs> it's terrible, but it's more accessible for me. It is more accessible. It, what's funny, uh, so I was watching the Dead Flip uh, stream. Yeah. And he's playing it, and somebody was asking about, you know, about the flipper physics, and I quickly looked, and I was like, he's playing it in Zen mode. So I typed in the chat thing. I'm like, put it to arcade mode. And he's like, what? What? Oh, okay. So we stopped the game and restarted and put it into arcade mode. Started playing it within two flips. He was like, holy crap, why the hell would anybody not play in this mode? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And convert right then and there. <laughs> and that's saying something because, you know, Dev Flip knows his way around pinball. Um, Mr. Danger knows his way around a pinball machine. So for him to go, oh, okay, this, this is the thing that you do, right? Yeah. yeah, no, we got that's, him excited big really quickly. The only thing that he wasn't, because uh, he was playing obviously with the controller, um, yeah. he, he kept on complaining that his nudges, he just wasn't quick enough on them. He, he, was, there's a disconnect between when you're shaking it. and shaking machine and having to reach over with your flum and flip a flip a, a joystick. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, it was it was kind of funny that he just his reaction was immediate. He was just like. Holy crap! This is so much better. Um, and, and you know that really plays well to Zen because, like, if like people trust Jack with yeah. his opinions about pinball, so if he's saying that, then well, Zen's just got themselves a whole lot of new customers, really. Yeah, yeah. Uh, obviously, the big thing to talk about with all three of these tables is going to be the flipper physics, and I'll, I'll get into that in just a little bit. But I want to talk about yeah. the enhanced mode. So mm -hmm. with the enhanced, suddenly you got a standing Bigfoot, which they took. And this is, I commented to this to Mel in the last podcast. It's not like Zen is just freestyling on their art. 
No. They find the art on the cabinet or on the flyer, and they basically do a 3D render of it. Yes. So the way Bigfoot looks full-bodied is the way he looks. On a plastic to. or a flyer or somewhere. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Exactly. My only complaint is he's now small because of that. Yeah, true. And I kind of wish they had have just stuck with half body and had him animate. Yeah, his head actually fully animate. Yeah. Yeah. Like start so, you know, rallying at you and snarling at you. You know, like when you get his <laughs> uh, when you hot foot him. Yeah. Right. Um but I mean that's just kind of a kind of a small quibble. Mm. That I would have liked. Uh, other than that, all they did was they added a sign, and down on the pop bumpers they added two rafts. Down on the ap- apron they added another white rotter raft and some uh, uh, life preserver floats, and that's really it that they did for the enhancements. Uh, no water enhancements in that one. Yeah, no, no water on the waterfall, which was kind of I was like, oh man, I really would have liked that, but I know that again, it probably would have just been a beast for rendering. Uh, yeah, and also but, probably <laughs> may have actually got a little bit tired after a while as well maybe because you do yeah. tend to shoot that ramp a fair bit um like if, if you're like- <laughs> if you're going for combos if you're going for a rough combos you, you tend to end up there a fair bit uh, yeah yeah it's it, but again it's not as easy as it was in tpa <laughs> no it's not that <laughs> vacuum ramp no, no no but what they did do okay so if you put the ball into the whirlpool there will be a water splash um yeah. if you put the ball into the bowler garden all of a sudden, little chunks of boulders fly all over. Chunk off, yeah. Yeah. So they did. Um, if you do, it might just be if you do no way out. I'm not quite sure which ramp you hit. Um, it rains on Bigfoot. Yeah. So there's all sorts of little subtle animations that um, that happen on that. So that's pretty cool too. Uh, but yeah, the I drain so much on that table. <laughs> in pro figures mode, yeah. It is, it is a center drain disaster. Uh, and there's even the right outline. If the ball goes up towards the boulder garden but doesn't quite hit right, it's going to drain out the the right side pretty quickly. Also, quick, too, like if you do a, uh, a right flipper catch out of the mine and it rolls up the, uh, um, the in lane or the return lane, it will most likely go down the side ah, as well. In Zen mode, it will, not in arcade mode. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. Because cool. that was no. annoying the bejeebas no, out of me. In arcade mode, it'll go straight up and either come straight back down, or it'll start going to the left and sometimes go on the other side of the slingshot. Oh, that's good. That's how it should yeah. behave. And you know why it's behaving that way? Proper ball spin. And yes. it's now got the... Because they didn't do this in Zen mode, but they did this in... Get classic single player mode. That's arcade mode. Uh, regular single player mode. That's what we call Zen mode. Just definitions. Um, but, I really wish they change it. It's just uh, so annoying. It's, it is annoying. Um, but in arcade mode, one of the things that Zen did for the physics, they actually created a texture for the surface um, for the ball to react to. Right. So it's not just gliding. So when the ball has proper ball spin. And if it was going up the 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 in lane the way it does, that's mm. why it's behaving better in arcade mode than it is in Zen mode. In Zen mode. Ah. Well, that's yes. great. You have definitely have to try that later on today. And one of the things I really noticed, and I I mean I noticed it a little bit in volumes one through three, but in volume four, I'm really noticing the ball doing uh where it's got some backspin going onto it, and it'll also change trajectory a little bit because of that backspin. Mm. Uh, 
Very nice. And that's because of how it's reacting to the flippers. Yeah. Uh, if you want to see the flippers in action, Whitewater's not really the table, though, to, to see it with. No. The table to see it with is Hurricane. Because Hurricane has, like, for instance, if you go and shoot uh, the Hurricane ramp and you mm-hmm. don't quite make it and it rolls back down and you don't do anything, you just do a dead pass, it's going to come rocketing down. It's going to hit your right flipper. And you're going to see that right flipper do the little thing. Yep. Down, and then it's going to bounce over to the left oh. flipper. And it looks so good. It's just it's that subtle little thing that simulated mechanics basically simulated mechanical physics yeah but here's the other thing it's not although it's simulated mechanics it also does absorb the energy of the ball a little bit so it's not just visual yeah Yeah. so when we first the very first day we got the beta and we were testing it out it felt like it was just sucking up all the energy of the ball Mm. And I made a comment, uh, actually deep is the one that posted and said, Hey, how do you guys feel about the, uh, the that's energy? Of the ball? Yeah. And I said, it's being absorbed. You guys got to fix it. He's like, that's what I thought. He fixed it the next day. It was like, sweet. Um, mm. so what is the difference? What you'll notice in these dead passes is instead of the ball bouncing straight up, it's doing a proper low arc to the, other flipper. The other flipper. So you can dead bounce it really convincingly. Yeah, really convincingly. Yeah. It does allow you to do uh, better post passes also. Again, they behave more naturally. I mean, you were able to do them before, but now it visually looks appropriate. Um, you like see you- that sort of bit of, like, if you slow mode on the Zen tables with uh, the you know proper physics on, and then compare that with a table with new rubbers, etc., You'd be looking at the same thing, basically. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, the ability to do flipper tricks, I've I'm not good at those to begin with. Mm-hmm. I can't really tell you how successful I could do a post pass. I could do, I do like post a, pass, that's about it. But this sometimes fluke, I'm like I can, I can fluke them. I can flick it when I'm like in a tournament at Netherworld and I go, oh, and I'm just like, you know, <laughs> try and save the ball. I, go, I guess that was a tip pass. <laughs> <laughs> I I have practiced live pa- uh, live catches on my A-Ball Deluxe. Mm. I had the glass off and I was literally just rolling the ball down over and over again to try and do a proper catch. And it's so hard. <laughs> I can, you can start because of the machine and you're familiar with the machine and you're familiar with the reaction time of the flipper. You can start to kind of get consistently doing it. And the same can be said for Zen that you can start understanding the speed and when, you know, what your flipper timing has to be to do it. Um, I know some people have complained. They're like, why is it so hard to do a live catch? And I'm like, because when, when, how often do you see pro players doing it? They don't do it consistently. <laughs> they they probably like make it look easy, but really they're going, I hope this works. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, but what, and, and I think again, Mel mentioned this, this flipper physics, it's not something that has been just thrown together quickly. It's, it's taken like a year for them to do it. Well, pretty much as soon as they were thinking about this, as like with the license acquisition. They've been working on it a very long time. And it even to the point that uh, Deep did high speed camera recording of actual flippers behavior. Mm-hmm. 
and modeled everything off of that. So he was sitting there with a high-speed camera, watching it in super slow-mo, seeing how the ball hits, seeing how the rubber compresses, if it compresses at all, seeing how the flex of the of the flippers go. Uh, yeah, That's I mean... crazy. It, you, you can see the result. Like the result that Deep has been able to engineer with the flipper physics is just unbelievable. Yeah. So, I mean, this is what happens when you get people that are obsessive about yeah. pinball. And they're the, the they're the programmers and the designers and all the above, uh, you know. Because, yeah. and again, this isn't something that they can charge for. It's just part yeah. of the game. It's yeah, it is cool game experience, basically. Yeah, yeah. And if you're wondering, so Mel made a mistake in the podcast. I've corrected it on Twitter because he asked me to. Uh, but he initially said that it's going to be like this for upon release, all four volumes. Not the case. It's only going to be for volume four right now. Basically, they're using this as a public beta. So if you have a problem once you get a hold of this with how it plays, uh, if it doesn't... You need to speak up. Speak up. Let Zen know. Not on the forum. Zen doesn't read the forum. Let him know on Twitter. Uh, You know, just hashtag Zen Studios, hashtag PinballFX3, or at excuse me, not hashtags, but at uh, yeah. your Twitter handles. That's the best way to communicate with them. They'll see yeah. it and they'll be able to react to it uh, accordingly. But McLovin, McLovin is all over the social medias. So yeah. he is, ACOS is everywhere. So like I see a fair bit of outreach happening on Twitter as well. And I mean, personally to me, I think it's perfectly fine. Uh, mm. But again, others... Uh, People that actually are able to do these tricks might have some other uh, comment. But by limiting it to just these three tables, they can eliminate the factor of, oh, it's because of how this table behaves, how this table behaves. It's a more focused look. They can quickly address whatever problems are specific to these tables, whatever they learn from this. Then they can go back and apply towards all the other other ones. Mm. Yeah. So it will be coming. It's just... Not just yet. They need to do their research and make sure the public likes what they see. Exactly. Um, That being said, I can't wait for it to be popped in because when I play one of the other tables, I'm like, oh, I mean, again, it's not that it feels incredibly different, but that little visual cue, just... You you miss it. Yeah. Miss it. Um, Back to Hurricane, though. Hurricane, I honestly, I have to turn off the enhanced mode. Because the clown, the clown gives you the shiznits. Yeah, <laughs> he's just not cute. He's rather evil looking. He really does need to be wearing a Pennywise costume. I didn't even notice this until uh, <laughs> until the other day. Uh, Zen actually posted the the GIF of it happening, and then I watched it happen in game. If you wait for, because normally I, as soon as a game ends, I'm not waiting for the match animation. No. But if you wait for the match animation to happen, the clown who apparently has all either a very large back pocket or a let's call uh, it a back pocket. pocket. Yeah, we'll call it a back pocket. And not yeah. <laughs> um, but it, he reaches behind and he pulls out a balloon and he blows it up in a red balloon and he grabs yep. a string and he floats up into the air. And I'm like, uh huh. Okay, not Pennywise. Uh, no, not at all. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I've seen that. I went, oh, well. Clearly, that, that's a reference to Pennywise right there. Creepy clown. 
Yeah. yeah. The one cool animation that they have is on the left hand side. There's some drop targets, and they're duck targets. Is what yeah, they're, they're cool. And they put animated or, well, not animated real ducks, but you know, little ducky targets, yeah, basically middle. Up, up that, that zigzag back and forth. And as yeah. you drop on a drop target, one of the duckies will disappear. Uh-huh. So it's just a fun little extra visual thing. I don't care for the carousel that they have on there. Um, no, that sort of really, yeah, sort of really gets in the way. Placement, and I don't like the visual of it. Uh, so there's that. Um, the again, they went pretty subtle though with the enhancements. They're not. I mean, other than the clown being right there front and center, uh, they didn't go too nuts with what they did with Hurricane. The really cool thing, and I didn't. I actually, again, in my one of my comments on Dead Flip's stream, I said the backlash wasn't animated, and then I accidentally, while playing it these times, bumped joystick to look at the backlash. I went, "Whoa, wait a second. So, in those moments when it does the spinny wheel of whatever your prize the is, the random award, yeah, go ahead and pick it up. Pick up to look at the backlash. It's spinning. It looks beautiful, and it so, doesn't have the same initial fault that uh, Farsight's implementation of it was, where it was spinning, then it just stopped, like it was like a immediate stop, like someone hit the brakes. Now this well, one is just like it has that continued roll, just as the motor winds down. Well, on top of it, it's a high res image. It's uh, beautiful. The other lights that go on in the backlash are actually animating and animating. Going. Uh, yeah. Just like if you went with uh, Safe Cracker and the animated, uh, well, the, the chase lights, the chase lights, yeah, how yeah. they're actually animating as opposed to Farsight's. I don't think animated at all. No, they were just on. Um, the, the, they were a, basically a static image. <laughs> yeah. So this bodes really well for Circus Voltaire. Oh yeah, the back glass, the back glass on that, mm. and it bodes well for if and when they do Scared Stiff. It'll look a spider. Cool. Oh, I can't wait to see that spider without the key in it. <laughs> um, for those of you who don't know what uh, we're talking about, just go ahead. Next time you're playing uh, Scared Stiff in Pinball Arcade uh, and you get to the Elvira backlash spider wheel, just look dead center right at the very top. You're going to see a key in the, <laughs> in the machine. Dangling down. Dangling down because somebody didn't pull that when they took the photo. Yeah. <laughs> and you know, it would have literally taken them probably another minute to just redo the photo and then put it into the game. Yeah. A minute. And uh-huh. they would have had it done. Mm-hmm. And, you know, if they wanted to, at the same time, they could have just literally taken the spider wheel out of the game because it's a separate thing, I think, in the back glass. The whole panel comes out, take the spider off, take the photograph of the panel then you know put everything back together again you'd have a nice crisp image but no let's just take a photo of the uh the the whole back but the whole back box and then let's just superimpose a spider over all that yeah yeah this is fine this is fine <laughs> <laughs> i mean it seriously is it's like the more tables we get the less i play the other uh and i will even I more can't remember the last time that i've started up pinball arcade i started up no. literally to compare and that's the end of that's where it stopped. <laughs> yeah. where it stopped. Um, oh, no, no, I take it back. I've actually looked it up to look up uh, more detailed rules. Again, that's the best thing about it is the rule set. Yeah. Um, because cool. I was looking up the rules for Whitewater on Zen, and it's literally six pages, and that's it. Okay. 
It doesn't tell you much. <laughs> it doesn't tell you much at all. Is it essentially just the instruction card rules? Well, and that's it. Yeah, more or yeah. less. Yeah. yeah. I mean, really, for, for someone who's new to the game, that's actually probably the right amount of rules to offer them. Like if, if we're you gotta you gotta remember the audience. Yeah, well if if you're already if you've been playing it on Pimble Arcade, chances are you don't actually need to look at the rules. So you know, um, you know, for people who are learning just learning the game, like you gotta remember the new audience that Zen has now with with this. If that they are coming to the game, would you want to read 40 pages of rules before starting the game? I certainly wouldn't. Mm. And I can tell you for yeah. a fact I never have. I never use the rules in the game. I use yeah. the rules to learn how to meet the goals. And right. by learning how to meet the goals, that basically taught me all the rules I needed. The funny thing is, is now when I'm playing these tables coming to Zen, I'm sitting there going, oh yeah, like Attack from Mars. I'm sitting there like, okay, no, 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 no. Don't uh, uh, you get two orbits and two ramp shots, shoot them three mm. times. And then uh, that activates the hurry up, right? Yeah, right. You don't hit the the center on any of them until you've got all four lit. Then automatically you get uh, total annihilate, and yeah. it gives you a billion point bonus. Oh, That's right. Okay. The, uh, I think the first one is uh, hundred million. If you do two ramps at the same time, it's 300 million. Three ramps at the same time, it's either six or 750 million. I can't remember which. I think it's 600 million. So essentially, by doing those ramp shots and loop shots, you're relighting the hurry up each time you complete. Right. The... right. So that's and, there, do, no? and there was that's... a wizard goal in TPA that was only if you got the billion point hurry up award. Right. So what do you think I do whenever I play Attack from Mars? I'm you always in my head trying to not hit the center. I'm like, it doesn't matter. There's no wizard goal to earn. No one standing around going to be impressed with the with doing it. Just get the stupid point and go on, move yeah. on. <laughs> Collect the points and then do it again. You know, it's not right. worth it's not worth a billion. Like that being said, and again, watching Jack Danger on his dead flip uh, Twitch stream, uh, he pointed something out on Whitewater that I was like, oh. Because Whitewater, man, I can't get a good score to save my life on that. And he kind of highlighted about how, oh, well, you got to get this two times score that just goes permanently. And then you got to get in the, the Boulder Garden. You got to light the five time. But before you actually light it, or you light it, and then immediately you want to start multi ball, and then you want to hit the jackpots. And he goes, it's just like massive score instantly. Oh. And so in my head, I'm like going, Okay, I'm gonna have to learn that for when I play the mobile app and am doing the one ball, five ball, or one ball, five minute, and survival challenges because I'm gonna need that in order to beat these challenges. I guarantee that's probably what they're gonna be doing, measuring how to actually get that goal. Because that's what I've seen in some of the other like mobile challenge modes. There's a particular set of steps you need to do to be yeah. able to meet the challenge mode, and it's almost like if you don't do those steps. You're, you don't have you're, a chance. You're not going. You're not going to be meeting it. No. So yeah, yeah that, that's a good good tip from uh, our friend Jack, friend of the show, Jack. <laughs> <laughs> friend of the show, not friend on Steam. I've I've put my invite out, but he hasn't accepted it yet. So bastard. Oh well. Okay, um, he's dead to us then. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, what more can I say about Hurricane? Uh, I really don't like the table. Uh, <laughs> but that's just, that's not Zen's fault. That's just 
No, the table doesn't appeal to me either. It's, but no. again, the table is is well done. The table doesn't appeal to me. Yeah. yeah. For those of you that it does appeal to, I think you're gonna be very excited by it. Oh, yeah. If you if you love the trilogy, the the theme park trilogy, you're gonna really like this table because it's very <laughs> slick. Uh, so the last table then is Roadshow. Yeah. And apparently there is a bit of a controversy going on because oh. the way Zen has rendered it, they gave it the blue side rails and lock bar that were in the flyer photo and in the promo machines. And people are going, that's supposed to be chromed. I want my steel side rails and lock bar. In regular mode, in non-Zen mode. Well, I, that's how they could probably do it. They could just make the blue ones in... in. Well, that's what some people are asking. Hey, can you just make it do that for enhanced mode? Yeah. Um, but Problem solved. I think Zen has better things to do than worry about the color of the lock bar. Which, oh, again, if you look at the flyer, that's the color. It's hours to do it. It's taken <laughs> a couple of hours to do it, honestly. The way they've got everything laid out in the app. Like, you go, oh, so you want chrome? A pluck chrome touches in the bow. Flip it out when you change it over. Probably wouldn't even take them that long. Like yeah, a very, very simple trivial fix to do. But but it's people are making a big deal out of it. It's not a big deal. It's folks. not that big deal. No. When I play, I don't even notice it. Yes. No. When the table first loads up and you're doing the flyby, you go, "Oh, hey, look, purple or not purple, blue." That's the last I think about it. Mm. Yeah. Um, because why am I not thinking about anything else? It looks gorgeous. Oh, oh my god, the so red chromey are. Amazing! They have so much character and and depth to them. They look fully three dimensional. They don't look they like really do. A flat and you know why they look three dimensional, Chris? The lighting and the lighting. Oh, yeah. Yes, the lighting. Lighting actually makes a difference. Yeah, it does, it does mm. make a difference. Just a slight one. Um, enhancements on this one. They, they've gone hard. <laughs> they've gone hard and. They're going to divide you a little bit. They made Ted have a bulldozer that sits on the apron of the machine. And this yeah. bulldozer is very animated. Uh, mm, it, it jumps but, around. It jumps yeah. around. When you do something like the very first mode that a lot of times happens, which is smash the New York taxis, it jumps into the middle of the play field. And for a moment, you're like, oh, God, please don't stay there. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And then it jumps away just as the ball starts launching, which is highly mm. distracting. Um, but do you know what I feel like doing? Every time it does it, I go, oh, I just want to hit it. <laughs> I just want to hit the bulldozer. <laughs> sure I do wish that we could uh, plow into that. Imagine uh, if that was in front of um, uh, Ted up the top and you were smashing that thing and it was animating, you know, right. as you were smashing it. Or, you know, it'd have to be a cab, of course, because, you know, that's you're the bulldozer. But yeah, you know, if it was actually driving into the cab or something like that, you know, they could they could really have gone a little bit nuts with this as far as animations go. Yeah. Um, the only other animations that they did were basically over by Bob's uh, on the upper left. They mm. a little flip book of the days of the week. Yeah. And with Monday, with Ted being very sad. Very sad, Friday, Ted. By Friday, he's like, ah, big old wide open mouth, and he's so excited that it's payday, which... so. <laughs> playing this whole bunch i'm just laughing i'm like so the whole point of this game is ted wants to get drunk mm. he keeps on saying payday just party party time tie one on well does he say tie one on i can't remember if he does or not um he doesn't say but, tie one on but he goes 
we're gonna hound the hog tonight or something. Which oh, sounds yeah, vaguely high, sexual. We're really high on the hog tonight. Um, <laughs> <laughs> <vaguely> sexual. <laughs> saying, I want to get drunk. Yeah. And then all of a sudden Friday payday happens and Red's like, let's do it. And he's like, nah, I'm tired. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep. I'm the, other thing, the other thing that cracks me up is so Red, the female, is Ted's boss. And yet Ted sits there and go, come on, baby. <laughs> like throws out these little terms. I'm like, nip, wouldn't fly today. And then when you do like spring break and it's in Miami and he does the little wolf call whistle and yeah. she's like, oh, Ted. Well, she doesn't say, oh, Ted. <laughs> oh, I, yeah, it just escaped me with the, the phrasing that she uses. It'll come to me in a moment. But again, it was, uh, well, yeah, after he, he after he just kind of goes, oh, just a bit of fun kind of thing. She's like, oh, Ted. Like, oh, you. You're just such a guy. And again, I'm just like, mm. yeah. oh, oh, I know. She she goes, she goes, jerk alert. Yep. <laughs> um, I think she's actually uh, referring to the people that they're bumping into. I think well, no, that's what happens immediately after Ted whistles. Oh, okay. So I read yeah. it differently. I think. I think it actually has something to do with the, like the the jerks that are like at spring break. Essentially, that's how I read right. it. I wasn't thinking okay. so much about the wolf whistling, but maybe I'm I'm just uh, yeah. Again, it's one of those things that now that we're in the times that we are, you start interpreting things a little bit differently. Differently, um, yeah. For instance, the taxi cab driver. Woo boy! <laughs> yes, slightly stereotypical, you know, like Indian sounding. <laughs> Apu from, uh, <laughs> from Simpsons. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Very, very, uh, yes. Uh, very stereotypical. Sure. Yeah, I'm not going to call these things racist. It's just stereotypes. Now, if you want to call yeah. a stereotype a racist thing, that's well, your business. Very much like the same with Diner. Like, mm -hmm. you know, yeah, mm -hmm. they, they are stereotypical representations. Well. Not racist. Um, really. <laughs> <laughs> you want to debate that? I don't think we need to go there. Um, <laughs> yeah, you, you could go either way on it. Like, if it offends you, then yeah. Well, you know, that's the thing about like racism and, and that sort of stuff. It it's racist if it affects you. So yeah. if you feel offended by it, then yeah, it's racist. So that's racist. <laughs> Considering the phone call that I was just on today, disputing a credit card charge, um, I basically talked to the taxi cab driver. So <laughs> did he remove his bulldozer from your street? <laughs> <laughs> I wound up getting passed along to somebody else that would, uh, you know, a supervisor that could help me more. But my point is, is it's not like the voice is inaccurate. Mm. <laughs> I'm speaking English. So I'm just saying, um, yeah. but yeah, uh, the other things, uh, the only other things that are animated, if the radio plays music, little music notes pop out of it. You know, it's really uh, funny that uh, you might remember that when we were looking for our new logo, um, there was one submission that actually had that radio focused with speech bubbles coming out of it. And one of those speech bubbles was blah, 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 blah. Now that's actually what comes out of the animated radio. It now, and I just, when I saw that, I thought, ah, oh, <laughs> isn't that funny? Yeah, during the uh, the ah oh, talk radio, yeah, talk back radio. When I saw that, I went. Oh, I actually laughed quite a bit when I saw that. I went, ah, oh, look at that. We just Maybe that's what we need an audio drop of that. <laughs> I've got 
probably may or may not have a large collection of of uh, soundtracks from pinball machines. Maybe or not. Okay. May or may not. Allegedly. Yeah, not. Um, yeah the only other animation is the uh, horn. So whenever you hear oh, the yeah. driving going by, you'll see the horn kind of animate. Animate. Yeah. But uh, again, other than the the bulldozer is kind of subtle with the with the enhancements. Um, of course, all of them have the mirror bl- or not mirror blades, but the side blades. Um, mm, art blades. Yeah. So that's all pretty cool. Uh, but yeah, um, all three of these tables just play so much more difficult. Um, again, I'm, I'm thrilled if I actually hit the replay mark. Mm. One thing I noticed that when in the earlier alpha, like this is the not the very first alpha with the weird physics, but the second alpha. Um, when I was playing on Zen physics mode, so the regular arcade style, not arcade yeah. style, it's so confusing. <laughs> Zen, the, the Zen untouched, not Williams pro physics mode. Um, what I noticed is when I was shooting that left ramp, it was hard. Like it was really hard to get it up that ramp in regular um, non-pro fancy physics. Um, but in the pro physics or the like arcade physics, it it behaved like normal. So I don't know if if you observed that as well. Like if you switch back to Zen um, standard physics, um, I didn't do that switch. I noticed that in arcade physics that it's not like the ball rockets up that. Right, no, it was I mean, like not the the table. So mm. it kind of goes up and and crests decently. But yeah. I've had rollbacks on it also. Yeah, but this was like almost all the time. It was like you're flat out making the ramp. Kind of like kind of like the right ramp on Medieval Madness. Yeah, yes. Yes. Quite a lot like that, actually. Like Mm -hmm. it would get tantalizingly close to the apex and then just roll back down again. Like it would if you were playing it in the arcade and like in on a real machine, you'd think, oh, that that right flip is weak. It needs to have a rebuild. Because it was like just just creeping over the top of the uh, the ramp and so much so that like the the, the baked in like um, sound effects that you get when you make that switch at the top of the ramp, mm-hmm. the ball was moving so slowly that they didn't match up with the ball's position on the ramp. Um, so like it was it was slow. So yeah. it may have been tweaked, or it may have just been part of that particular alpha version of the of the um, code that I was looking at. But I just I'm, I noticed it, and then when I flicked over, for example, it's the same in. Um, uh, hurricane, it was. It sort of felt a bit the same. So it's almost like I felt like they were actually swapping the two physics models around. So it felt like to me that as far as ramp shots go, we had the uh, the arcade physics or the pro physics applied to the um, uh, the other way around. Oh, okay. Uh, I mean, yeah. Yeah, but just just the ramps. Everything else was like it seemed fine, but it was just the ramps felt weird. But Clearly, that's no longer a problem, and clearly, you will want to be playing these on proper simulation physics. And apparently, tournament mode, the table angle has been decreased a little bit. Um, oh. A lot of complaints about the speed of the ball being just insane, oh. and so the, deep the rake was just too high, was it? Oh yeah. Yeah. So deep has changed that. The speed of the ball is not quite so severe, and he says that he will be going back and lowering it 
on volumes one through three also, basically because he said that uh, they're not going to be resetting any leaderboards and they can't make things tougher because that uh, makes the, the, scores, right, the high scores that were set prior then are unobtainable. unobtainable. So yeah. they don't have a problem making things a little bit easier because then people can still surpass whatever is on the leaderboard. And that's an interesting point, isn't it? Because that's obviously why they've gone for hard as nails first up. So they have some wiggle room so they can back it down and not have to worry about those concerns. So that's smart and smart planning on their and, behalf. And truth be told, with the tournament mode, to me, tournament mode is all about the difference in the scoring. Yeah, the uh, rules, like being rules. consistently and leveled. That's what tournament's about. It's not necessarily about the the difficulty of the physicality of the table. No, because you'll see that in paper tournaments, but they like, you know, remove posts and like, you know. Yeah. Block off holes and stuff. <laughs> whenever, whenever I would go to league, they would set up the machines to tournament by you know going into the the, the menu settings and applying to settings. settings. And the tournament. They weren't then all of a sudden sitting there, you know, crawling under the table and adjusting the legs. And legs, no. Because when you uh, do that, you know, you've got to like it would take so long to spin up a tournament. Like, say you did that in Netherworld, you have like ten machines in the tournament. You have to go under each one, bump the legs then go in and actually adjust the tilt ring so you weren't actually having tight tilts and then you have to change all that back. Well, what I did notice, too, though... I was just going to say, go that Stern used to... I mean, they on some of their machines, they had a tournament button. Mm. You so just you do it at home. Push the button and now you're playing tournament style. So again, it doesn't have to be anything about the rake. The, no, the, just the rules. It's about the rules. Like, for example, in tournament mode on most machines, extra balls pay up points, for exactly. example. And that's a really, that's like the ba most basic tournament rule you can get, pretty much. Um, I noticed that we're in Netherworld, there was a point at which um, Jason Lambert or Lambo, he was actually going in and changing um, not only the tournament rules, but also changing further features in the game to make it a faster playing game. Because we have a real problem with getting through games before 9, 9 a.m. Like, it, the tournament starts at 4 and the finals begin at nine. And the other week, because we had about 50 or 55 players, we had to extend it by half an hour. Yeah. It's a lot. And so, you know, we have to do everything we can. You'll find that the games that mostly get selected in the Netherworld tournaments are System 80s. Um, mm -hmm. Well, not System 80s. Sorry, um, uh, System 11s. And, you know, of the ilk of Taxi. And, like, I haven't remembered a tournament once that didn't have Trident in it because um, it's just a brutally fast game. Um and then, you know, the ones that they have to really tweak are things like, um, I think Walking Dead always has extra balls off because it's a long player. Yeah. Um, and then there's a few other ones that are culprits for being super long. Deadpool, oh, gee, that's terrible as a tournament game. It's, you could just keep going and going on that thing. Yeah, it's, there's a few. So that you've really got to do it in a tournament. Um, but yeah, the rules are the thing that you need to change, not any physicality of the table. So I know I've heard... Quite a few people have kind of piped in going, ah, I'm not thrilled with this pack. Um, mm. When I first started playing it, I wasn't thrilled with it either. Mm. Uh, truth be told. That being said, now that I've been playing it a little bit more, getting back into it, again, Hurricane's never going to be one that I'm just like, yeah, let's play Hurricane. But yeah. Roadshow, I really do like it. And There's a lot in that game too. You can do a lot of different things in it. Yeah, 
And Whitewater is one of those that once I figure out the rules, and I've done this before where I figured out the rules and then I have a great time on it. But before figuring out the rules, it's a slog. It's it's a hard table. It's yeah. it's in a lot of respects kind of like what replace police or not like. Mm. Um, where you need to first understand how to score. Once you figure that out, then it opens up the table and becomes a lot more fun to to do. Actually, so yeah. I would say give it a shot, folks. You know, look, you know, ultimately you're going to buy it. So even if you say that you're not going to buy it now, fine, wait for the sale. It'll go on sale eventually. Yeah, to- like totally. Yeah, we'll do, yeah. do the sale. Um, um, we've got three or not three. We've got two packs left. And basically what Mel said in the, the way I asked the question, it was kind of my whole point. We're going to get these other six tables uh, that are the DMD machines. Uh, they can be cleanly broken into one pack of nothing but Williams. Well, one pack is nothing but Bally. Bally. And so it's just going to be a question of which pack comes first, mm. Bally or the Williams. And, and I think you can probably apply a fair bit of manual drop logic to these as well, because uh, yeah. I, I, they're running out of they're running out of manual stacks, you know, in the video, the first video. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, like I said, it's gonna be it's gonna be a combination of Circus Voltaire, uh, Who Done It, and Cactus Canyon Master Bally Pack, mm. and that the Williams Pack is uh, Tales of the Arabian Nights, uh, No Good Gophers, and I'm gonna blank on the last one. <laughs> I'm excited, really excited to see NGG. Oh, oh, no, it's going to look fantastic. Oh. It's going to look fantastic. I just really hope they, like, the thing that frustrates me the most about the game is just how touchy and sensitive the pop bumpers are in TPA. You could just literally go and make a coffee sometimes <laughs> while, they, while the ball rattles around in those pop bumpers. It is the source of frustration for me. Thank and you, Craig, on, uh, on YouTube. Uh, Jackbot, that's the uh, final table. Jackbot. Now, th- see, that's one, you know, people go, oh, it's just a remake. Rah. But you know, there's there's some strategy in that which I couldn't tell you, but I know it exists because <laughs> I, I know there's a way to blow up that game. I certainly about... like Jackbot way better than Pinpot. Pinbot, oh, yeah. you don't score anything until you drain the ball. It's like everything <laughs> is the entire game is scored off the bonus count. Yes, <laughs> and I hate that. Yeah, so... that's a that's a valid point. It is frustrating, but yeah, it's much. They they've essentially by doing that proper re-theme and actually re-rules, it's made it a much more balanced game. And sure, it's a big scorer. Like, you can get ridiculous scores. Yeah. It was in the era of, of Belly Williams games where they were almost competing with, I think it was Starter East for ridiculous scores. Yeah. Um, you know, in the, like, Johnny Mnemonic, for example, the, <laughs> the billions and billions of gigabytes that you can earn in that game is just preposterous, you know. So yeah, it it was. It, yeah. It's kind of comical when you hear about like I think it's it's Comet that was the first table with a one million point shot. And now one you're million just, points. You're like, if I launch the ball in Theater of Magic, I earn five million. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's so weird. And then like you look at the then you it's gone back full circle again, where things like um, the Jersey Jack pins are really low scores. And I again. hate that. Honestly, yeah. I hate it. It to, to me, there's a, and we've talked about this before. System mm. eleven scoring is probably the best because it feels right. Like you feel like you're getting just enough payoff for that big shot. Like you go into taxi and you get that that uh, you know meter jackpot, for example. Um, 
that's that's another interesting one in tournament too. They've got it permanently locked at Netherworld to 1.5 million because people were deliberately waiting to late in, late in the tournament to put all their games on taxi so they could get the cumulative jackpot and right. just basically get position one automatically. Yeah. You know, and oh man, that, that, that game locking it to 1.5 million is the best thing that you can do for that game in a tournament, like seriously. So, yeah. yeah. So, but the system 11s are well balanced games. So, they really do feel good to play. Jersey Jack just kind of drives me nuts because it's like, You'll be sitting there playing. You'll be having a really good ball. You might be on that ball for 45 seconds to one minute. Yeah, that's a really good ball. Um, mm -hmm. Like dialed you in. You're smashing all those flashing lights. And yeah. It's just and going nuts. And it goes 7,000. <laughs> what? <laughs> Come on. I had to one, have hit something. I mean, exactly. even EM scored better than this. <laughs> oh, I've got it. I've just flashed into my mind that I need to mention something. Um, that's that's relevant to me uh yes yeah, so i'll i'll keep that there let's continue but remind okay. me that i have a thing to talk about at the end you got it the the other things uh that so basically what mel said and i'll just summarize some of what was in the previous podcast is we're gonna get through the six alphanumerics are indeed on the way on now, the table i did not ask about numerics but alphanumerics for sure are on the way mm. There is a list over on Digital Pinball Fans. Uh, there's two threads. If you look under, uh, I think it's I, I think it got put under the Zen uh, categories. But it's basically what are going to be the first alpha numerics, what are going to be the first numerics, and there's a list of all the possible tables that'll pop mm. in. If you look at the numerics tables, holy crap! What was up with Bally between 1978 and 1983? They produced so many tables; it's ridiculous. Mm -hmm. um, and they're not rethemes either. They're no. genuine, bespoke design tables. It is crazy yeah. and crazy. Most of them are just mediocre. <laughs> yeah, there's a few in there that are that are good, but yeah, you're right. They're, they're rinse repeats, aren't they? If you went push comes to shove in terms of what zen would do of the numerics it's pretty much going to come down to the exact same ones that farsight that picked. Are, yes because they're the stronger they, games they are the stronger games there's no doubt about it um like but paragon, the numerics, for example. what's that like paragon for example i think that's a belly it is a belly and you know there's only there's the six y bodies um that belly did and yes. while it would be great to have all six of them in there I don't think that it's a style of table that many people, well, A, you're not going to get Space Invaders. That's just. No, because that's that right fraud with license issues. Yeah. Fraud with license issues. Uh, and then you've got a table called Hot Doggin. Most people don't really know about that. No idea about that. Paw, which is kind of, you know, racy. That would cause problems probably for their. Oh, uh, would be a censorship nightmare, that one. Yeah. Um, and then you got Paragon and Embryon which uh, are both pretty good. Mm. And I'm not sure if I'm missing one more. Uh, I think I am. Yeah. Which I can't remember. Anyway. Uh, but, you know, things like Centaur. Yeah, you're really going to want it. Um, yeah, it's you know, you're going to want Space Shuttle, I'm sure. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, there's there's tables like that. Uh, Eight Ball Deluxe. You're going to want. Yeah. Uh, but it's going to be the alphanumerics. But before the alphanumerics, he did say first license table now is probably going to be around Halloween. So uh, I have a guess what that might be. And we'll see. Everybody immediately goes to thinking it's the far side way of thinking. 
where Farsight was like, Halloween table, Halloween theme. This is them. We don't know. It's going to be their license table. Who knows what it's going to be? Yeah, um, interesting. They made it. They didn't say October. They said Halloween. They said Halloween. So, yeah, they, they're. I, I I might know what some of the possible titles are based mm. off conversations. So I'm going to keep myself out of it. Um, <laughs> and the new original table, three tables that they're working on, as he put it, uh, game development problems. They've been delayed. They won't be coming out until 2020. Yeah. Yes, I in made a point of, of indexing those directly in the show last week because I thought people wouldn't know about that. I put a tiny note in the show <laughs> for that last week. Um, yeah. In terms of... we, I, I asked him about his conversations with Stern mm. and nothing is set in stone, folks. He didn't say, yes, a deal is imminent. But Which he, he did, wouldn't say anyhow. Yeah, he wouldn't <laughs> say anyhow. That being said... He had conversations with them. <laughs> mm. you they know. talked at least, and you know, Gary, Gary finally got digital. That's the thing that was a big thing in the meeting. Like Gary worked out that, like while well, they're standing, no people see, coming up to it. Gary got to see at uh, Star Wars Celebration. He got to see the big pinball machine, mm. uh, the big cabinet, and we don't have enough time to talk about it to, uh, this time, which is fine. We always need topics, so we'll talk. We'll go into that uh, next week. Yeah. about the uh, what Zen can do with this big monstrosity machine. But let's just say that that thing opened to Gary's eyes. Mm-hmm. So he went, wow, everyone wants to play this thing. Yeah. yeah. And they don't want to play our, you know, chopped liver tables within the context of the event that they were at. And that's the important thing to realize. But if you want to get warmed up for that topic next week, you go and listen to the interview podcast and look for those timing notes. That you should. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, well, I have the thing. That I need to. Yeah, the thing. Yes, what was the thing? So, what I've been looking around in um, uh, forums for is, I mean, you know, the the Star Race boards, you know, they are continuing to be finicky. Um, so, I was going, all right. Well, I've heard um, through Ed of um, the pinball um, or pinball uh, that there's a, a guy in France called Pascal. And he makes these boards for System 80s, and they're just called Pascal boards. Um, they're a direct drop-in replacement for the System 80 architecture. And they're System 80, all the System 80 revisions, basically, are supported with this board. And the board is like, you know, how the whole light box in a pinball machine is typically taken up with a, uh, a series of boards. This thing is like a postage stamp in the bottom left-hand corner of the board. It's that much refined so i figured oh what would be possibilities i could do if i could get that board well i was thinking well maybe i could actually completely redesign the back box of my table and have like a low a low boy back box with just a small like almost like a a video game marquee style um back glass in it because my back glass is pretty rough it's it's, it's not in good condition it's flaked and there's a lot of missing paint so I could go, you know, I could just basically cut down an old board and then just reposition the, the lights and then just make up a custom uh, back glass in, in Photoshop or whatever and get that printed and make a, a lower back glass and just make like it really compact. Yeah, yeah, and exactly. Or just put a big LED strip in it because you wouldn't need all the incandescent yeah. bulbs in the back. It would right. be really easy. So I think, oh, okay, cool. And, you know, Ed was saying, oh, this is what I've done for all my games. I've just put in these boards and they're direct replacements. You just don't have to do any rewiring. It's great. And I thought, oh, that's, that sounds right in my alley. 
So I went on to the Pascal site and I saw the board and I thought this looks great. And then they had a little link saying, oh, you know, not all, not all games are supported. Because I thought this board, you just basically take the ROM chips out of your existing game, dump them into this board and you'd be done. But the way Pascal actually um, writes his code is he completely de-engineers the, the ROM and recodes it because he adds things in like ball save and um, like other stuff that's just not possible with the current system AD architecture, which you can turn on and off at will. Like it's all dip switch settings. So you can have it original, purely original or enhanced. And it's, it's really good. Like the, what he does is amazing. But <clears throat> the problem is that Star Race is not on the supported ROM list. Oh. Star, Star Race, because he said, look, I've been trying to find this game in France for years and I cannot find it. They come up for sale and because it's such a rare game, boom, it's gone before I can even put a bid in. So <clears throat> he goes, I'm really having a hard time getting a table because what he needs to do is, of course, have the table in his shop. Because mm -hmm. he needs to, he needs to put um, oscilloscopes on probes and stuff like that in the game to measure outputs and all that sort of stuff, so he can actually detect the signals coming from the ROM and then orchestrate that in his new version of the ROM. So I said, "Look, <clears throat> as an owner, is there anything I can do for you? I have a mate who has access to oscilloscopes and a whole lot of bench testing equipment." I said, "Could we do this remotely? Could I actually take measurement points for you and?" and help you with this to get this ROM available for your customers and in turn for me. Um, and he goes, look, that's a very, very generous offer and thank you, but I actually, I really do need it in, in the studio because I need to play it and then look at and essentially record the outputs from the game while it's playing so I get a realistic representation of how to code things. So the ship <laughs> it's, it's ship it, ship it over, yeah. That'd be cheap. Hmm. No, make uh, him pay for it. <laughs> what? Well, no, he said, look, I've, I've been looking for a loan machine for ages as well, but there's just not a lot in France. Yeah. And, uh, and so I was going, oh, that's a real bummer. And the way that the, the ROM boards work is they're, they're proprietary. So if you want, like you free updates for life for them, but to get an update, you need to sh just ship the little tiny business card size board over back to him. He'll reflash it and post it back to oh, okay. So I was thinking, oh, you know, if I just got his, his um, under NDA, I, I even said, look, if I need to enter into NDA, I will do that to make this happen. And, he, and yeah. you know, he just said, "Look, you know, it's I've got to have it there." But you know, I could go into NDA. He could send me, send me his flashing software. I could flash ROMs when he'd made them available, etc., to like cut down time. But just not possible. So, my my call for action, or my call for help for everyone who's listening to the show, and it would be really good if you could share this message out wide, is if you know anybody in France who has a Star Race, whether it's in their private collection um, or anywhere. Could you please go to um, the uh, to Pascal's site and get in touch with him because um, he he could really do with some help here. There's a list of games that he can't find ready examples for, and all he need would be get a loan of the table for like a month, and then he could actually make these ROMs and save a lot of pinball owners' problems with the system eighty board sets that are floating around at the moment. So. I'll put the link to his website, which is, I believe it's um, flipwith3ps.fr. Uh, but if you do a search for Pascal boards in YouTube, you'll see them. So yeah, if you could if you could do me a solid, um, that would be really great if you could ask around on, on anywhere that you might know people in France. And I think probably I might actually end up starting a post on Pinside in the um, Star Race owners thread 
to see if anyone is on there in France and could actually help this guy out because like the possibilities with this board um, to completely kind of make this very unique and very interesting, this game would be very cool and very interesting indeed. So yeah, please, please help if you can. That would be wonderful. So cool. Yeah, so cool. And, you know, personally beneficial for him. Uh <laughs> well, for him too, because he can then sell yeah, the ROM. Exactly. And, exactly. You know, there's a lot of there's a lot of Star Race owners out there, I think, still with games that are probably on their last legs. Um yeah. so you know, I mean that system eighty boards are pretty robust, but to get them pretty robust, you gotta spend a pretty penny on them. Um, as I found out. <laughs> oh, hey, Jared, what's that? Whoa. Oh, it sounds like music. It's oh end my! Music. It's it's end music. That means, folks, it's coming to an end. That is correct, folks. You need to uh, you need to follow us on some socials. So, we are at Blockade on Twitter. Jared is at Jared Morgs. I am at Shut Your Traps. Uh, go ahead and follow us, won't you? You got an email that you want to send us? It's blah blah blockade at gmail .com. Or why don't you just go ahead and visit our website, which is blockadepinball.com slash episodes. Last but not least, don't you want to buy a t-shirt? You know you do. You need to go to redbubble.com and do a search for Blockade, and then you can do some really groovy things. All right. <sighs> With that, if anybody wants, follow over to Steam, look up Shut Your Trap as a profile, and you can maybe see some uh, Volume 4 gameplay going on in just a minute or two. All right. Until then, we will talk to you all again next week. Thank you for listening. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.